Welcome to the Recruiting Guy podcast. I'm Richard Davenport, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, hohogsports.com. You know, a lot of times when I'm considering guests, I'm always thinking, okay, who's going to bring the traffic? Well, I think we got somebody today who's going to bring the traffic. I'm talking about the number one inside linebacker prospect in the nation, Tackett Curtis from uh, Manning, Louisiana, who's a major Arkansas prospect for the 2023 class and his uh, uncle and head coach Jess Curtis and guys I just want to welcome to you to the show and thanks so much for agreeing to to come on with us yes sir thank you it means a lot we appreciate it all right I, I was coming up with questions and I was thinking about you know when you're a prospect you only go through this one time and I'm thinking, okay, what, what's the prospect thinking four or five years before he's a prospect? I mean, a guy get his first offer and, the, and then the others others come in. What was your perception of the recruiting process, Tackett, four or five, six years ago versus now? What's your experience? Is, is it about what you expected? Different? What are the differences? What are the, some of the surprises? Well, back then, I really didn't know much about it. I just was you knew I wanted to play college ball, so I just worked every day. I mean, that was my dream back then. But living it now, I mean, everything, all the, the visits and the talking with the coaches, this is something I never expected. I never thought it, it would be like this with the amount of new relationships that I have with different coaches from all over America. I mean, teams everywhere, every state pretty much. So, I mean, it's, it's really been crazy, and it's it's a dream come true. I know that uh, you're, you're around 40, 50 offers could be more. Uh, do you have an estimate about where you are right now with offers? 45. 45. Uh, yes, sir. That was, yeah, that's only 45 more than what I had back in the day. So, uh, anyway, just uh, we, we talked about this in November, and you estimated you talked about 40 different coaches, and you spent about an hour communicating with them each day. I mean, I'm not, I know you're not talking to 40 different coaches each day, but you, you're talking to 40 during a week or something like that. But what is it like trying to be a football player, go through off season, try to have a social life, do all the workouts that you do, and also sprinkle in the recruiting and communicating with the coaches? Uh, it's definitely it's a lot of work, and I, I get real busy at, at times, but, I mean, I know this isn't going to be forever, so I'm just I'm just taking it in, and, I mean, I see it as a blessing. It'll, it'll be going in next year. I, won't, I mean, I probably won't even – I won't be talking to anybody but who's being coached by me, so I'm just, I'm just taking in the process and just living it. So, I mean, it gets busy at times, but I enjoy it. All right, Jess. It was a busy December and January. I know school is it, it was a revolving door of college coaches coming through uh, uh, the high school. What was that like for you? And how, how did I mean? You're not only obviously trying to help tack it, uh, communicate with the college coaches, and and you know get exposure for your other kids. But uh, what was that like trying to you know manage all that with all the coaches coming in to see him? And it's been crazy. You know, it's good for our program, though. Uh, you know, it's a good problem to have. Uh, more traffic means more kids get looked at. And so it's, it's a great thing for our program, you know. But, man, it was crazy. You had you, know, you had Coach Pittman coming in with Coach Shera, and then Coach Shera coming back again. You had Ohio State's D.C. coming by twice. You had David Shaw come by. You know, it's just – you name it. It's just things we hadn't seen here before, you know, just head coaches coming through here you know, one by one and, and great programs. I mean, Ohio State's never been here. You know, Arkansas, you know, it's just just a blessing. And uh, But, but you know, that's the way I look at it. Uh, it, it can be kind of hectic at times, you know, because the traffic was so heavy. But at the same time, you know, that's, it's, a, it's a great problem to have. 
you know, everybody's watching our film now. And what's happened is some of these other kids are getting looked at and, and getting offered. Now it's, it's just it keeps on rolling. You know, it's kind of like a snowball rolling downhill. So we've enjoyed it. Uh, I'm a football junkie. I love getting to meet these coaches and get to, to meet them as people. And uh, it's been a great deal. I know both of you think uh, highly of Coach Pittman. Uh, first, you tack it. What is it about Coach Pittman that you connect with? What 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 makes him uh, the guy that you enjoy talking to? I think he's a real genuine person, but at the same time, he likes he likes hardworking players. I mean, if you look at Arkansas's team, all of them are hardworking and tough, and that's they got such a tough defense, and that's what I like about him so much. And I think that. Coach Pittman is the one who sets that tone for the the whole team. So that's really what I like about him a lot. Coach, talk about Coach Pittman, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. I mean, he's just what I thought he was, a genuine. I mean, that's a perfect, as you explain, Coach Pittman, uh, what you see is what you get. And he was the perfect person to get that Arkansas program going again. You know, just get that dang jukebox playing thing. You know, it's just – you know, people enjoy that, and, and, and there's a place for that, especially in Arkansas. You know, and, and college football is better with Arkansas being good. The SEC is better when Arkansas is good like they are again. And so, uh, you know, real happy for him. Uh, his, his players kind of take on his mindset, and attacking everything. And, uh, you know, we're just – we're big fans of Coach Pittman. You've obviously helped kids through the years uh, during the recruiting process. What is it like helping and giving advice to your own flesh and blood? Man, it's pretty neat, you know, because I enjoy that part of my job as well. I I love getting the film out there and and pushing kids. I love that part of my job, uh, and, and I always have. I enjoy taking visits with kids when they need me to help drive them, and you know, and then to have my my nephew, you know, he's he's blood. He's He's like a son to me, and so I'm his coach. But then, yet I'm family too, and so it it's been it's been really special for it to go like it's gone. Um, kid works so hard; he earns everything he gets, and and I'm I'm just proud to be a part of it. You know, he's he's gonna finish this thing out right, take us back to state, and win this thing, and he's gonna go on and do great things next level. But it's been fun to be a part of the process with him. Taggett, you, you visited Arkansas back in June, and you visited for the uh, Mississippi State game. Let's go back to June last summer. First impressions of uh, when you saw the campus the first time, and, and then kind of give a review of the, the visit itself, if you don't mind. Yes, sir. Well, the, the campus was really pretty. I mean, it was it was beautiful. Uh, every single facility seemed like it was almost brand new. I mean, the student hall, the education center, and then the uh, the weight room, the locker room, the whole football facility, the practice fields. I mean, it was it was top notch stuff. So uh, yeah, I love that part of it and the campus and stuff. But uh, when I first got there and all the coaches uh, welcoming me and just taking me in and showing me what they had to offer me, I mean, it was it was a great experience and getting to sit down and talk with Coach Pittman and talk a little bit about a little bit about ball and about family and uh, them just being excited about me and having me there. I mean, it meant the world to me. Coach Shear is probably one of the youngest assistants in the SEC, and he's not too far removed from playing in the SEC. Uh, hit on that relationship and just his recent experience of being an SEC linebacker, and now he's you know he's he's recruiting you. Some of the pluses uh, uh, that come along with that. Yes, sir. I, I feel like Coach Sharon knows his stuff. I mean, you can tell if you go watch Arkansas's linebackers, they're all studs. They're the heartbeat of, the, of that team last year. And uh, so you can tell that he knows – he trains them. They're prepared. They're well-prepared. And uh, he plays, so he's got experience. He played in Missouri. And he was telling me about some of the uh, people that he was going up against and, and how he just loved playing football and how, how much he grew from it and then how he just took on the role of, of wanting to be a coach. And so I, I feel like he's a great coach and I – 
love to play for him. He's one of those coaches that you communicate with on a consistent basis. How often do you guys uh, contact, uh, you know, speak to one another, uh, DM, text, what have you, each week? We call at least once every week, and we'll text throughout the whole week, just here and there, hit each other up. What's some of the questions that, uh, that he'll ask of you, you know, during a week, uh, conversations? Uh, most of the time, we're just talking back and forth about what's going on at, at, in our lives. And so I'll talk about how workouts are going, how the family's doing, and, and he'll do the same. He'll talk about his new linebackers that he's got or, or what he's trying to teach them. And, uh, or he'll tell me when him and Pittman are – Coach Pittman, I just went out to eat, and he'll send me some pictures and, and some funny jokes and stuff like that. So we're always uh, hitting each other up every now and then. Well, what's he like to chow down with? <laughs> I don't know. He, he sent me a, a picture of the, the other day, and it was Coach Pittman looking at the menu, and he said, I'm not having anything if, if it's not Tacky Curtis on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Yeah. Is it uh, pretty neat to have a coach that can kind of cut up and, you know, do a little bit of joking with you and kind of – you know, break the ice a little bit in situation like that. Yes, sir. It is awesome to have a coach like that because when they're able to do both of it, it makes it fun. And so you want to have a good relationship with the coach to, who's serious, but at the same time is is good to hang out with. So that's, that's a good aspect of it. All right, Taggart. The last time we talked, uh, you, you were saying that uh, you plan to get back up to Fayetteville at some point uh, this spring, maybe this summer. I don't know. But uh, have you kind of looked at the schedule and kind of figured out uh, when, when that may happen? Uh, me and my family are talking about where we wanted to go. We haven't decided uh, yet when and where we want to go, but we're definitely going to try and get back up there and see him again. Jess, when when you uh, saw him grow up, at what point did you realize this kid's a little different? Because uh, I think the first time we were communicating, the first time I looked at his film, I think it was when he was a freshman or something, yeah. and I was going, wow, this this kid, this guy's different. When did you know that he was okay? This guy's – he's not your average football player. He's going to be a big-time big, big time prospect. Well, you know, Pop Warner, you know, he, we'd go watch him, and it's just kind of like he was just a little more advanced than the other kids, you know. And sometimes the thing is – and that you see kids get caught. You know, sometimes you'll see a kid be great when he's real young and people catch him. And, you know, with Tackett, we got him as a freshman and, and he's 165 pounds, but he was knocking people out, you know. And so we quickly, uh, you know, me being his uncle, he's going to have to earn that spot. But man, watching him come and fly around the ball, we, we had to get him on the field. And he was a big part in helping lead us to the Superdome as a freshman. And his growth has been, you know, 165. Next year, he's 190, 192. The next year, he's he's pushing 200, 205, 210, you know. And so it's just been a complete growth of him continuing to get better. And that's kind of one of the things that makes me proud of him the most is that he's he's gifted athletically. But he continues to work, 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 and work like he has no talent. And that's why he continues to get stronger and faster and better. And and so it's been fun to watch. But, yeah, I saw it at early age. But, uh, you know, like Tack, it's hard to – me and you were trying to find time for this podcast, you know – he, he, you know, he's doing our workouts. He's doing track. He's going to Shreveport to get work. You know, he's just trying to continue to, to be a better version of himself than he was yesterday. Tag it, 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 when talking to your to your uncle, we we were trying to work, you know, this out to to have you on the podcast and everything. He says, "Well, I got to figure out when he's not working out and all this." And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean, how many hours a week do you put in just just working out track? I mean, everything everything athletic wise. How, how about how much? 
Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know how many hours that I probably spend, but I, I know it's a lot. I mean, I'm not just sitting at home a lot all the time. I mean, I'll probably be at home for maybe about two hours before I hit the hay. So I'm I'm pretty busy throughout the day. I'm always trying to do something, get better at something. Well, like Coach Curtis said, that 165-pound freshman, now you're about 215. And I, and, and even at, at 165 pounds, you were blowing up people. Just talk about the physicality that you bring to the game because that that's probably, along with the speed, the two things that stood out to me when I was watching you was the speed and physicality. But talk about the physicality because you bring it. Yes, sir. When I see somebody with a ball, I just try to get to them as fast as I can. And when you're running that fast and you hit somebody, you're going to run through them. So if, if, as soon as you see it and you read it and you go and you run as fast as you can and you hit them, they're going to go backwards. So that that's just kind of how I see it. And I just try to run through people when I see them. Every time that I try to tackle somebody, I just try to run through them. I'm sure, you know, some of the guys you you, uh, you kind of blew up this past season or the season before or whatever – Probably had a few words uh, to you afterwards, or what? What was maybe uh, some of the more comical uh, comments after you uh, just laid somebody out? Uh, that, I mean, it's it's different every time. They'll say some different stuff every time. It probably shouldn't be said on on the podcast, but <laughs> probably just need to keep that to myself. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. But uh, as the game goes on, do you know after a hit or two which one, which guys? Uh, they they don't want no part of it. Yes, sir. There there was definitely a few a few teams this year that when I, when I started getting after them and we started hitting them, you could tell they they shut it off real quick. And you noticed that, and, that, and then you knew you you saw blood in the water. Then right. Yes, sir. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it when you do work out. What what's some of the music that you listen to? I listen to it all. I listen to rock, and then I listen to rap. So it just depends on what I'm feeling that day. What what's your go to uh, rap or rock? When it comes to working out, uh, when it comes to rap, I probably like Drake the most. When it comes to rock, I probably like uh, I like Metallica. That'll work. That'll work. All right. So, uh, when are we going to narrow down uh, the list? Forty-five offers. When, when do you think it may happen? Yes, sir. I'm I'm still pretty open right now because I mean I still got a, a little bit of time till I decide when I want to commit at the at the end of this summer. So I'm I'm still just trying to be as open as I can right now. But at the same time, I'm I'm slowly seeing who's talking to me the most and who has the most interest and building the, the best relationships with me. So that's how I'm just taking it day to day. Guys uh, as such as yourself and, and coaches, uh, Jess, you guys, when you guys watch football, you're looking at it a different way than the average fan. First, you, Taggett, when you're watching football, what are you? What, what's your primary thing that you're really focused on when you're watching? Uh, most of the time when I'm watching college ball, I look at the linebackers and I see – the way that they're used and the way that they're played. Like if I'm watching a team that's recruiting me like Arkansas, I'm watching Bumper Pool and Grant Morgan and seeing how they play. And when I watch the NFL, I watch some of my favorite players, like uh, my favorite team in the NFL is the 49ers. So I'll watch Fred Warner and he's a stud. And at, at the same time, I like to watch Bosa coming off the edge. So I'm just I'm just looking at things that they do that, that I could probably incorporate into my game and, and get better at. Hit on this scheme for Arkansas. Obviously, uh, three guys uh, this past season, 100 tackles or more at the linebacker position. How important was is that to you to see that? Yes, sir. I mean, it's it's real important. It shows that three linebackers with 100 tackles. I mean, you don't see that much. So he he uses all three of them, and all three of them do a great job. I mean, they they're all in there. When one of them gets their three plays of, of giving it all they got, he said he puts the next one in, and so you're always full energy and ready to go 
100 percent on every single play and when you do that that's when good things happen so i like that about his defense a lot back to you jess when you're watching a game what, what what's your primary focus as far as the game oh man i really worked at tivo hard and my my family hates watching a game with me i mean my <laughs> wife gets up and leaves because i keep rewinding it and looking i love to watch the schemes i love to watch the players especially when i have players like i do that are starting to get looks by certain colleges i love to watch the scheme you know during a, a big game and and I love to review that film as it's going on. So my my family does not like watching the game with me. But, yeah, I like to check the personnel, the scheme out, you know, especially with Tackett. I've got a top recruit, DB, and Tyler Singleton. So I'm always looking at these these defenses or schemes and how my kids might fit within them. Okay, since, say, last summer when uh, – really, that's when everything opened up again – uh, from uh, the pandemic and for, for guys to be able to visit schools. How many different schools have you visited thus far? You may not know the exact number, but it may be an estimate, uh, Tackett, since, uh, say, June of last year. I think we visited around 15. I think that's about the number. How do you determine who you want to – when you have 45 offers, obviously you'd like to see, probably see just about every school, but you just can't do it. Uh, how do you determine which schools that you'll see and which some, some that you know that you probably won't see? Uh, I just – when I decided, like, my schedule of where I wanted to go that summer, I just decided it off of the teams that had been in uh, communication with me the most and the, the teams that, that I like the most, that I, I like their tradition and their culture of, of players and people in the building. And at the same time, I was looking at how much they're talking to me and communicating me and the amount of interest they're showing me. So that was like the combo of things that I look for. And when a team would do that, they had a good culture and uh, tradition. And then I had a good relationship with the coaches and the staff. And hey, I was like, yeah, I want to go visit them. So that's kind of just how I planned my schedule last year. Your thoughts on the name, image, and likeness and that going forward and, and how much would that enter your uh, decision-making? I mean, it's, it's not much of a big deal. I mean, I feel like if, if you play good, then that's why you're the way you'll earn your NIL. So, I mean, I'm just looking for the best fit for me, uh, the best relationship that I have with the teams. And then I feel like it's a good opportunity, NIL, for if, if you're a good player and, and you're putting your all into it and you're making a big impact on the team, then – yeah, and you earn your NIL, then, yeah, it's, that's an awesome thing. It's an awesome opportunity. So I, the way I see it is, is if I go out there and I play good, then I'll be rewarded. So that's how I feel. If you could make any changes in the recruiting process, if you was, say, the head of the NCAA, there would be any changes, uh, you know, in the Tackett Curtis uh, recruiting rule book? I mean, I, I think it's pretty sound. I mean, there's a there's a few uh, restrictions and stuff that I – it's, are kind of a little weird, like the times that when you can talk to a coach on the phone, yeah, they got certain times where only the coach can call you once that week or and stuff, uh, stuff like that. But other than that, I think, I mean, it's it's pretty good where it's at. Coach, what, what about you? Would you make any uh, changes to the uh, the recruiting rules of, uh, of the NCAA to maybe you, you think that would help the kids or help the coaches? I just think they're going to have to do something with the transfer portal again. I just think I think it's good and it's bad. I, I think they're going to have to reel it in at some point, or I think it's going to hurt the game eventually. You know, uh, so you know this this transferring without 
sitting now. I think I, I just, me personally, I like to, I like for it to go back like it was to where people have to actually give some thought about transferring. You have a lot of kids that are transferring just because they lose out in a position battle, and that's not good. You know, that football teaches you adversity, and you have to work and earn your keep. And there's a lot of great players that don't start until they're heck the end of their so the beginning of their junior year sometimes. And and so I just think this transfer portal is good and it's bad. They need to reel it in a little bit. The NIL, the same thing. I'm like Tackett. I, I think it ought to be something that once you – it shouldn't be a reason you pick a school. I think it needs to be, uh, you know, once you get there, maybe you're the leading tackler, you're the leading receiver or leading rusher. Well, heck yeah, but then you, you've earned that NIL. But for it to be thousands of dollars thrown at people and that's the reason the kid picks there, that's usually going to end poorly. You know, it's a bad marriage in my opinion. But those are some of – those are the two things I think. It's, it's kind of like the Wild West right now, you know. I think uh, – uh, I love the college game. I just – it worries me right now, well, how crazy this NIL and this uh, transfer portal has become. How much has that impacted your kids uh, that you coach? Because uh, a lot of coaches are, are looking for the immediate help from guys that are maybe a little bit more physically mature than, than a high school guy. And right. a lot of the high school kids are – are kind of not looked at as much as they used to be. Right. It, it hurts some of the guys. You know, the guys high rank like Tackett and Tyler and some of the guys I have, they're going to be okay. But it's the guys that that I've gotten in the past, uh, D1 rides. Now, you know, they're struggling to get that, that scholarship they used to would have easily got. You're right. These colleges are going to go into the transfer portal and get a guy that's a little more mature and they have college film on. So I, that's why I'm saying it's going to eventually hurt the high school recruiting and, and things like that. So I, I don't know what the answer is. I talked with Coach Pittman about it when he was here. He's on the board, I think, uh, with all that. And, 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 and you know, he, he agrees. Uh, it's a great thing, but I think they're going to have to, to, to reel it in somewhat. Tackett, I know you're still in the process of figuring out the schedule, but do you have uh, some visits already lined up um, for the spring? Uh, not yet. We haven't made our schedule yet. I got you. When we get it figured out, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. One last thing. I know that you're, you're so focused on football, workouts, everything associated with athletics and what, what what's involved with football. But if you're not working out, if you can't do anything related to football, you have some downtime. What does Tackett Curtis like to do? Uh, most of the time, just hanging out with the family. And then occasionally I'll go over and hang out with my friends. And most of the time, just hanging with family and going out to eat, stuff like that. All right, guys. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Taggett. Coach, I appreciate you setting us up. Thanks so much for your, your time, both of you, and uh, look forward to talking to you in the future. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, Rich. All right, Coach. That's uh, the Recruiting Guy podcast. Uh, until next time, thanks for listening.